Rule Church Podcast. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. He is honored and I get the glory. And by the way, it's even better because you see that building in Perryville, Arkansas? You see that one in Pachote, Mexico? Do you see that one in Tuxla, Guterres, down there in Chiapas? That building has my son's name on it. The church is not a democracy. It's a monarchy. Christ is king. You can't be Christian without a local church. You can't do anything better than to bend your knee and bow your heart, turn from your sin and repentance, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and join up with a good Bible-believing church and spend your life serving Jesus in a local, visible congregation. Eddie, we are uh, we're on the eve of one of the most important holidays in America. Are you ready? What, what holiday is it? Mother's Day? Well, I mean, Mother's Day is important, but I, I think that will be passed by the time this podcast comes out. Yeah, I know, but while we're recording, tomorrow is obviously May the 4th. Oh, it is. It is May well, So what are, you, what are you doing this year to celebrate Star Wars Day? Well, it's actually National uh the National Day of Prayer, and so we're having. A, oh, you're going to get spiritual, uh, okay? Yeah, we're having a we're having a, a Mystery Alliance prayer meeting tomorrow at the Veterans Hall here in town. So that's yeah. what I'm doing. Are you going to dress like like a Jedi or anything? Yeah, I think that's what I'll do. <laughs> I, I'll really impress everybody at the Veterans Hall if I've got a I look like Obi Wan. <laughs> Welcome to the Rural Church Podcast. I'm your co-host Alan Nelson. Uh, with me, as always, is my brother in the Lord and a good friend, Eddie Ragsdale. So how are you doing today, Eddie? Man, I'm I'm doing good. I, I actually woke up a little late and so I missed a meeting already this morning, but I feel like I'm doing all right. How yeah. are you today, brother? I'm doing okay. You know, I, I, I share with you some things before the show and I, I, I just can't talk about them, but, but I can say this, uh, my cell phone's, you know, left on and Man, just sometimes, and you know this, and we we've done a whole episode on this. Sometimes, just difficult things happen in That's pastoral right. ministry, and and this particular situation is is a is a medical situation and a and a tragic situation, really. Um, and and I, I guess I'll just say this. You know, we talked about this not long ago, so I don't want to rehash a whole episode. But uh, for anybody that says, you know, give me something practical. I don't want all that theology. Theology is practical. That's right. And and you need to have your theology worked out now. Um, during the times of peace, as it were. Yeah, that's right. And, and so when we uh, handle situations, and, and let me just give you this counsel. Not you, Eddie. I know you know it, but anybody listen may need it. Sometimes you have to be in a situation, and and here's the answer to the question: I don't know. Now, why did this happen? Why did this go about? Like the answer is, I don't know. Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine. Rather, right? the secret things belong to the Lord. But here are some things I do know. I do know before the foundation of the world, God decreed everything that happens. And you say, well, how does that help me? It helps me because I know that he is good, and it helps me because I know that there's nothing that is without purpose. That's right. And so, anyway, we've talked about that, I think, with the tornadoes a few weeks ago, but uh, it's it's practical. You, you need this stuff now, and so I, I highly recommend Chapter 3 
of the Second London Baptist Confession of Faith. It's one of the most beautiful uh, things ever written, I believe, about God's decree. And then chapter five on on providence. So so good. Well, what we want to do in this episode is we want to update you on a couple of things that we've been reading lately and and just kind of make some plugs for that. Um, the, the first thing, let's let's mention, Eddie, I know because you read a little bit, but Lord willing, we'll be able to have this, uh, have an episode. We we kind of started out today's episode with, uh, with the plan to interview Ronnie Martin, who's just uh, written a new book, Pastoring Small Towns, along uh, co-authored by Donnie Griggs. And we just had some connection issues, but Eddie, you read you read a few chapters of that book. You want to you want to mention anything about that? It's put out by uh, by B and H. Yeah, specifically, um, you know, I think they they were, just in the parts that I were was able to read up to now of the book, and I'm going to go back and and finish reading it. Um, I've only had it for a couple of days, but um, but I noticed that you know, they were really speaking to pastoral needs. And I think a lot of times these kinds of books can focus on um, what you need to do to grow or or what's the, you know, strategies and things like that. And really they were getting down into the heart of, of what the pastor needs to do for the sake of his own soul and really for his developing his affection for the sheep and for perseverance and longevity in the ministry. And so uh, just the parts that I've already read have really, have really helped me in, in thinking through those things. And I think that's, that's the, that's the biggest thing takeaway that I've already had from, from the book. Yeah, that's good. You know, Christians should be readers. I don't want to uh, take away from, you know, your busy schedule or whatever, but the Lord on purpose gave us a book. And the reason that we should think about this, I think you could go to whatever. I'm I'm not going to give you any kind of studies. I don't have any studies uh, in front of me, but the Lord knows how the human mind works better than anybody. And I think that, uh, I think that reading is more of a benefit in so many ways than watching a YouTube video or, you know, whatever. So Christians ought to be readers. In fact, I'll say this probably, maybe if you're listening to this, it's, it's, it's not true. We probably have a, um, a, a sort of a slanted segment of the population to, that is listening. But so, but a lot of people out there, you spend too much time watching TV, you know, watching, That's right. watching, uh, shows. It's not, and by the way, I'm not trying to hurt your conscience. If you, if you, have a show that you like to watch or something. I'm not saying that's in and of itself bad, but I am saying a lot of times we spend so much, we say, well, I was so too busy to read, but mm. you should read. You should make time to read. It's one of those things that, uh, that every Christian should do. I, I think, uh, I think even at the basic level, most Christians, most Christians easily in, in the West that is can read four books a year. You say, hey, look, each quarter I've got this book. I'm going to try to make, you know, I think that's very l- lower level, you know, right. Um, right. most can probably read four to six or eight, or 10, you know, if you're in the pastoral ministry, you probably, you easily can read a book a month, you know? Right. Um, but, but it's not just about reading books just to be reading books, but to read books for the, 
purpose of of growing you know it's okay to read fiction you know uh stretch your imagination and stuff but the vast majority of the reading that i do is is something to do with theology mm-hmm. and um the book that i just finished i just finished this book actually yesterday is a book called the great awakening by joseph tracy this book is put out by banner of truth but it was actually written in 1842 i believe and so what tracy did is gathered a lot of primary sources and wrote his assessment of the great awakening yeah first published 1842 it's a wonderful book man i mean it's it's really good in fact uh martin lloyd jones wrote an endorsement he uh, he said i can recommend without hesitation the reading of the great awakening it is really one of those marvelous, heartwarming books, and I can I cannot imagine a better way of spending a summer holiday. What Tracy gives us is an account of true revival. Mm-hmm. It was so good, man. It's so good. If you if you know if if you if you're new to the Great Awakening era or you know everything about the Great Awakening era, either way, if you haven't read this book, it's it's worth it. It'll tell you some of the mistakes that were made. Um, you know, Whitfield was was really hard. You know, on on unconverted ministers or or perhaps you know there were some excesses of of you know trembles and shaking and shrieking and those sorts of things and so there were some things that needed to be cleaned up and you know jonathan edwards wrote about that but all in all it was it was true revival man whole towns like whole towns were changing you know they were talking about how like no one was visiting the taverns like they were just empty you know and um and people were hungering to meet together you know, not just on Sundays, but they were getting together some days, just singing all day and preaching and multiple meetings during the day and uh, talking about, you know, they were talking about their uh, souls and eternal matters. And, and then one of the things too, is it was a, it was a big movement among young people, you know, Mm -hmm. um, among teenagers and even Whitfield, I think Whitfield, when he first came over, he was only like 23, you know? And, uh, and, and, and God used him mightily. So just a reminder, if I can make this plug, don't, don't discount the ministry in your church to young people. And also don't water it down either. You know, the revival didn't come about because they were, they were, uh, putting whipped cream on people's face and throwing Cheetos, right? That's right. They were teaching and preaching weighty doctrinal truths. Of course, one of the one of the center points of the Great Awakening was the recapturing, as it were, of, of the preaching of regeneration. You know, you must be born again, and we we talked about that, of course, not long ago with uh, with my book. Um, but anyway, so that's that's what I've been reading or just finished recently uh how about how about you i know you've been reading for your baptist covenant theology class and we're actually going to do an episode on baptist covenant theology lord willing um in the future but what about uh what about you eddie yeah i would say there are there's a few different things i would want to point to books um one thing i want to say a person may hear us talking about these books and say well don't isn't it enough? I'm going to read my Bible. I'm, I just need to read my Bible, right? And we and you and I would both say yes 
Amen. Read your Bible. I mean, if if you're only going to read one book, that needs to be the book. However, we want to read books and we want to listen to books and we want to listen to sermons that drive us back to the scripture. Yeah. It's not just, it's not just any book. We we want books that are going to help us to think through the word of God. One of the things that books do is they, they're like a conversation. Yeah. We're, we're, and, and, and that's one of the things that may, I, I used to struggle with this and I'm still not the greatest reader, but if you struggle to make it through a book, maybe it's because you're just trying to get through it and you're just reading it and you're not letting it bring up questions in you and, and actually spend, even if you have to just set the book down and say, okay, I have this question. I'm going to kind of play both sides of it and think through the, the, those arguments that can be so beneficial to your soul because it can bring up thoughts from the scripture that you haven't thought of because the author is having that conversation with you. So I just want to urge people in in case they may be having their minds that, um, that we're, we're saying read these books instead of the Bible. Well, we're certainly not saying that. And we are saying you need to read books that are going to drive you to the scriptures. Yeah, uh, yeah, one, good. That's going to say, yeah, we're not saying just read just to be reading. Re- read for the right. benefit of your soul. So very good. All right, go ahead. Right. Um, so the first book I'll point out, I just finished teaching through this. So I first read this book probably 10 years ago. Um, and it is Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life by Donald Whitney. And then I just reread it because I taught through it at our local we have a local women's ministry here uh, that I teach at on a regular basis. And so I use that book for the basis of my teaching basically for this last semester and uh, just took a chapter a week, a couple of weeks. It took more than a more than a more than a, that week to teach through a chapter, but would just work through that. And so I was rereading the book as I went through. And so it was very helpful Um even if you don't come away convinced of all of the different disciplines that Dr. Whitney points out in the book, because there's one or two that you might be like, I don't know that you can make a great case for that, you know, and even he admits in his chapter on journaling that, you know, you can't exactly make a case for that. You you have to journal from anything in the scripture. Uh, However, I, I do think you'll come away understanding that that the things we engage in, we need to be engaging in them for spiritual purposes. It's not enough to read your Bible. We read in the Bible, we read our Bibles for the purpose of growing in godliness. It's not enough to say your prayers. So oftentimes people say, Have you said your prayers? No, we pray for the purpose of growing in godliness. Yeah. And so uh, and so I would I would really encourage everyone it, to grab that book. I mean, that just that's one of those basic books that uh, if I could get every Christian to read, if there were 10 books I could get every Christian to read, that one would probably be one of them just because it is so practical um, for the Christian life. A second book that I have consumed just lately is called Souls. Have you heard of this book, Souls? 
I thought that was a Disney movie or something. No, this is a book, <laughs> uh, Souls, and it is How Jesus Saves Sinners. And it's a short book. And so if you're somebody that you get intimidated by a large tome, this is a this is a small book. It's a short book. It is written by Matthew Everhard. And Matthew Everhard is a he's a PCA pastor, Presbyterian pastor in the in in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, but it's a great little evangelical book uh, just about the gospel. Uh, I would say it's a lot like, um, it's actually a lot like From Death to Life. I would say it's that type of book. It's a yeah. lot like your book, From Death to Life. Um, so I would encourage people read From Death to Life, of course, <laughs> and and read uh, read A Change of Heart also. But this book, Souls, would be in that in that category of book a really really good evangelical book you know there's one place you know where where he talks a little bit about baptism and you and i i would disagree on covenant theology with this brother but it's not it's not a big enough part of the book that i would i would encourage anybody in my church to read it i wouldn't be concerned so so really great book yeah and then, oh go ahead, go ahead yeah go ahead well i was just gonna say um, that I, I had another book I was going to mention, but I was just going to say, you know, you and I were talking about before the show about, uh, there's a, a place out there called accelerate books mm -hmm. and it's, uh, it's a, it's a, basically a, co a company that offers book reviews. Um, mm -hmm. I shouldn't say that book reviews, it's like cliff notes of books. Right. Now I don't recommend that for say just the average person but i can see how it would be extremely helpful for those in ministry you know uh if if there's because uh, because let's just be honest we're not gonna you and and you can't read like <laughs> number one it's impossible to go you can't read every book that's out there that's right number two if you were even going to try it'd be sinful you know you don't you don't got that kind of time um but but there are there are shortcuts out there in the world that we live in. And sometimes you can look at books. Um, I'm looking at their, their page right now. And, um, you know, we've got Tim Challey seasons of, of sorrow and, uh, embracing complementarianism. I'm not sure if I've heard that one. Um, anyway, there's so, so many Francis Schaefer book. I'm, I'm just kind of scrolling through here right now, but anyway, that, that can be a, a place that you can uh, turn to, to, to get to, get an idea of uh what's uh what's out there but uh go ahead. i'll let you i had one more book i was going to mention but you go ahead well I, a few years ago i was utilizing accelerate books and i'll tell you how i was using it um is i would go in and i would pick the titles that i thought were books that i might would want to read and then i would read you know the the synopsis um there and then i would use that to whittle that list down further and then i would actually go and read yeah some of the books so it's like okay i've got 20 books here i know i'm not going to read these 20 books but i can read the synopsis on all 20 books and pick the five that i'm actually going to read so that yeah. was how that was how i utilized that as a tool but two more books i would like to mention um one we were talking about uh you know we need doctrine and doctrine is practical yeah. And I think it was actually you that introduced me to this book, but I'm 
getting ready, hopefully either this summer or this fall to start a class with some of our our younger men. And by younger, I mean like our 12, 13-year-old yeah. guys in our church. And I think what we're going to do is work through this book on, it's from Free Grace Press, Basic Christian Doctrines by Kurt Daniel. Um, yeah, it's excellent. And uh, so we're going to use that. And and the way it is structured, I think, is just going to be great for working through, especially with your kids, with especially kind of that age, that, you know, older elementary, junior high, even high school age. But working through these thoughts, I, I'm just I'm excited just because of the way it's structured. So I'm going to be using that for that. And then a book that I'm going to bet nobody has heard of. And and I wish once again I wish everybody would read this is such an easy read I read I'm not a great reader and I read this book in a day yeah in a day and it is written by a good friend of mine in Conway Arkansas and it is called Worth Any Price the staggering eternal value of the imperfect local church by Carrie Cox Carrie pastors a church in Conway Arkansas. Um, and he's a good friend of mine, but he wrote this great little, it's such a super easy read. And it, I can't imagine that you won't read this book and come away with a, with a, just a greater love for your local church and desire to serve and care for your local church. Yeah. Worth any price by Kerry Cox. Um, I, I, you can get it on Amazon or wherever, but it is it is a very helpful little book on thinking through life in the local church. Yeah, wow, that sounds good. That that uh, that interests me. You know, you you got me. Anytime you say local church, um, that's good, brother. Well, one other book I was going to mention, and I'm read I've read through like the first seven chapters, but I've you know, with other reading, set it down, but I'm fixing to pick it back up again. But that's Dr. Renahan uh, has written that book for founders. Well, he's written two for founders, but he's uh, the to the judicious and partial reader, Baptist Symbolics, volume two. I read volume one. Volume two is a tome. It is, it's wonderful. I mean, it's really good, you know, and so helpful, helpful reading and, and, and encouraging, especially to know a little about, a little bit about the history of the uh of the 1689 so that's uh that's our church's um confession is the, is the 1689 and i encourage people to to read through the confession if nothing else that's a short little read but uh but yeah this is something i'm working through and dr renahan has has really uh has really gone above and beyond in his <laughs> in his scholarship so Anything else, man? I I think that's about it. You know, the the uh, of course I was reading through, like you said, the books for the Baptist Covenant Theology class. I know we're going to do a podcast um, on that, um, Doctor. I do. I will also mention this, and we'll probably mention it again when we do the the podcast on Baptist Covenant Theology. Uh, but Doctor Jeff Johnson's book, The Kingdom of God is actually about to come out. So if you're interested in Baptist Covenant Theology, I would tell you be looking for this. They're about to split his his Kingdom of God book into two books, one on the covenant of redemption 
think it's I can't remember exactly how they're, they're titling the two of them, but they're basically taking the two halves of that book and making them um, two books. And so I'm I'm excited for those to come out. I think that'll be really helpful. Um, I I'll just tell you I was greatly helped by, uh, and I can't say his name correctly, but Pascal Deneau. is that yeah, no, is that's how you say? Yeah, it? I think yeah. it's pretty close. But yeah. Um, but his his book on the distinctiveness of Baptist covenant theology uh, was really was really helpful to me. It really helped me to, to and you know what was so helpful about that, not to get off into the Baptist covenant theology stuff, but what was so helpful was I already believe I was reading it. And I'm going, I, yeah, this is what I believe from reading the Bible. I was just learning some of the terminology. Yeah. But the concepts were the concepts were what you believe if you've read the Bible. Hey Amen. That's in yeah, I'll leave this, I'll make this comment. But that's how I came to Baptist Covenant Theology as well. As I, I read I went, as I was reading stuff, I was like, well, now I'm able to put definitions on things I already believe. So that's right. That's anyway, right. well, we hope this episode's been helpful for you. And um hopefully that you pick up a book and read if you got to turn off our podcast to do it so be it but uh but as they say leaders are readers pastors are readers christians ought to be readers and um hopefully that uh you find something that edifies your soul like like eddie and i have over the over the years so thanks for uh listening to this episode of the little church podcast say goodbye eddie see you guys next week If you really believe the church is the building, the church is the house, the church is what God's doing. This this is His work. If we really believe what Ephesians says, we are the poemos, the masterpiece of God. How are you going to respond?